podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hi, everyone. Gav here from the LFC Day Trippers. The pod, the Fatback 4, is coming along in a couple of seconds. It's all about transfers, so I hope you enjoy it. But look, before we get into that, I just wanted to give you a quick message with regards to the LFC Day Trippers. We've had a great season, um, as I'm sure all you fans have. Um, it's been some ride for 97 points in the league, getting pipped at the end, but then going on to win the sixth European Cup in Madrid. Um, we'd just like to thank you all for the support you've given us throughout the season. Um, it was our fourth season in the new studio. Uh, we have the Fatback Four still going. We have the cup table still going. Uh, we obviously have the club. Um, the club will be back in July, um, start of July. Uh, the Fatback Four is going to run throughout the summer with all your transfer stuff. Um, if a player signs, we'll be on it um, because that's how Grizz works usually. But look, we just wanted to say thanks for the for the support throughout the season. Next season, or this season as we're probably calling it now, um, there's going to be a lot more. Um, from the 4th of July, you're going to see daily um, daily content. Um, a lot of it will be around transfers and possible ins and outs, but any other stories that come up on Liverpool, um, we will have daily content on it now. Probably every afternoon, it'll be 30 or 40 minutes, and uh, it'll be live um, on your Periscope, on your YouTube. Um, you can get it as a download. We're going to make it available for people that like to download it on their podcast apps. So, look, like us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. That's a big thing for us this season. Um, follow us on Twitter. Get involved with us. Send us your comments. Listen. Give us give us grief. Give us abuse. You know, agree with us. Don't agree with us. That's what we're here for. But, uh, yeah, for the new season, just stick with us. We're going to have daily content. We're also going to have our normal podcasts and videos and, and try out a little bit more in on top of that. But that's enough from me. And look, onto the pod. Thanks a million. Talk soon. <laughs> Welcome to the Fatback 4. Um, no messing about here, lads. This is going to be transfers, transfers, and more transfers. Um, where do we start? Let's start. I'll tell you what we do. Um, Liverpool, after 97 points in the season, and after you know a Champions League win, the sixth champion or the Europe sixth European Cup win in their history, um, go into a, a season now where they need to probably strengthen from a position of strength. Um, but look, we're here. We're going to have a look at, at, at a few, a good few names because we asked you on Twitter earlier with regards to um, players that have been linked, players that you'd like to see, and we'll have a look through them all and we, we get opinions as we go along. I'm with you as usual, Gav. We have Grizz and we have Sean on making his debut. Um, both of you are very welcome. Uh, Grizz, I'm going to start with you. The first name up, um, as I said, we're not going to mess about. Uh, the first name up is 
um, delete. Um, lots of rumour going around with regards to Barcelona, United are in the mix, Juventus, PSG are meant to be trying to blow everyone out of the water. We're meant to be involved as well. Uh, Grizz, just what I'm going to go through most of these with A, what's the chances of assigning them, and B, what the pros and cons of actually doing this is. So, first of all, Grizz, in your opinion, what is what is the chances of these boys uh, signing for us? So, the lit force, Grizz. Bloody hell. On the spot or what? What's the chances of signing him? I thought we we're going to um, discuss the pros and cons first. Well, okay, you put me on the spot now. Um, yeah, absolutely. Why not? Um, chances of signing him? I think they're slim, like me. <laughs> um, Steady. But, but, but there is chances of us signing him. And the reason for that is because he hasn't made his decision. As long as he hasn't made a decision... We have a chance. I mean, um, you know, there's been so much talk about, well, if he's asking for this much and if it's come down to money, I agree with all that. I agree with all that. I don't think we should, I don't think we should break the wage structure for him. I don't think we should sort of, I think that would upset the apple car. I think that would upset the, the spirit, the team spirit, the camaraderie that Klopp's built within the squad and, and sort of our recent um, recent history in terms of not overpaying players initially and then sort of building up based on performance. So, you know, an example would be Salah came on on a, on a reasonable wage and then sort of coming and smashes it and then we say, all right, you've earned this, this sort of new contract. Same goes for Virgil. You know, same same goes for a few others. So, you know, if, 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 if Delit and his agent insist on sort of us bursting the, the wage the wage structure, then I'm totally against it. In terms of in terms of the fee, I don't think the fee's an issue for us. We're quite known to I think we're quite we're in that bracket where fees don't scare us anymore and we prove so. Uh, if it's someone clock once and I firmly, firmly believe it's someone clock once, um, then the fee wouldn't be an issue. Where I think, in my opinion, where clock would have an issue is sort of that wage, you know, he wouldn't want to upset the more established stars at Liverpool. And um, so, yeah, for, for that reason, and with the teams that I involved, also involved in him, I don't think the chances are very high of getting him. Um, but hey, if the guys, you know, if the guy chooses us, then wow, amazing. He's, he's, he's done it. Because from a sporting point of view, I don't think there's much... Um, I don't think there's much doubt that we are the best sporting sort of currently in Europe, best sporting sort of uh, project. But, you know, if it's based on money, then he's more likely to go to PSG, you know. So big, let's see what happens. The big, the big thing here is um, Riola is his agent. And um, we all know what Riola is like. Um, uh, Triple BSS says, is Pepe likely to come in? We are going to get to him, I promise. But just going back to the lit... Um, Riola being the agent, he's going to absolutely, one, push him towards as much money as he can get, because in turn that gets him more money as an agent. Um, and I think, you know, if, if Liverpool were in for him, I think, you know, it's it's it'd be a sort of thing where we'd look to get the right deal. Like, Gar Breen there, same way, just paper talk, lads, calm down. Um, Gar's worth listening to um, when it comes to players out of Holland. Um, I won't tell you the reasons why, but he is worth listening to. But, 
to be honest with you if it is going up and you have like an auction going on Real is going to love this but my personal opinion is he has Barcelona and he's set on Barcelona but Sean take with Riola Gav yeah Gav with Riola though like I think we paid the most in agent fees oh, last just, summer uh, yeah we're not scared to pay the agent so like so in that with in that yeah, case, but it works for us. But, where Barca won't pay the agent, the big agent money, we would. Yeah, but the only problem is then is if 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 Riola does get his massive money, he is going to be pushing for a massive massive contract for a guy that's nineteen. And if he's nineteen and he comes in, and my worry, my only worry on it, I I'm not worried about his ability or where he could go in his career because he looks an outstanding prospect at nineteen. My worry is that he comes in and he goes in ahead of certain players money wise. And that can cause issues. All you have to do is look at United with Sanchez coming in, earning a mad amount of money, not not justifying it whatsoever. And now you have the Gea and even Rashford banging down doors. Rashford, Rashford's meant to be banging down the door for three hundred grand a week. That's where it can go. Look, just getting away from from the from the money side of it, Sean. Let's say, for argument's sake, Liverpool are in pole position to sign the lit. All right, and we can sign him. Um, the money's all okay, and Liverpool are happy with it, and, and no. Bolts will be rocked as such. Pros and cons of it. Great, great, you know, great ability. Looks like he have a great career ahead of him. He probably has probably 15 years ahead of him at the top level if he keeps fit. But it's a cons to it as well. You know, or is it a case of we have Joe Gomez and he's as good? It's hard to see a con to it, to be honest with you. Between himself and Gomez... I don't see an awful lot of differences. Oh, oh, the only fact is that he's what he's two years younger than Gomez. That's the only that's the only thing you can see on shall that. Shall I? Shall I, shall I a bit more the, potential. Can I say what the difference is? In my opinion, and I, so many people have put the comparison of Gomez and Delit, and we don't need Delit because we've got Gomez. You know, it's it's funny because at nineteen, I read a stat from someone. Forgive me, whoever stat I'm stole, stealing here. Yeah? But Gomez, sorry, Delitz played as many games at 19, Sean, as Gomez has at 21. Now that's saying something. Durability is means a lot, you know. Talent potential-wise, we know the potential of Gomez. We're still, yeah, and the the one thing about Gomez as well is we're all still living in the world where we're thinking it's only heavy injuries that he's got that it's not actually like a storage situation where he's going to keep breaking down and breaking down. We're looking at a, a what was it, a hairline fracture or something it's, on his leg? It's, and it's impacting. And his knee, the first, yeah, impact injury, sorry, that's the word. So, they're both long-term injuries that he's out for. I don't know, is it a case where he's going to keep breaking down after that? Well, you see, the, know, prob- the, problem say, you might, but, the problem you might have playing devil's advocate on it, Sean, is that it, it could lead to other things you know you, you often hear of fellas with, with impact injuries and, and even not impact injuries you know like they could just turn wrong and do a cruise and they end up you know on the way back pulling toy muscles and, and groin muscles and hamstring yeah. and then all of a sudden you, you know this is an ongoing thing for them so you know Gomez, seen it with Chamberlain so, yeah we've seen it with Chamberlain but Chamberlain is being nursed back and I think you probably won't see Chamberlain for the in full flow for probably about three months into the next season. You know, that kind of way. So, um, but look, the delete one for me, hand on heart, I don't think it'll happen. I think, no, you know, and but, but against that, I'm all for improve your squad. If you need to go in and take one of those centre-halves, whether it be Matip, less likely, 
but Lovren and say, well, we're getting rid of him because this 19-year-old guy is worth it for the future, am I going to... The question you have to ask yourself is, if you bring the lithium and remove Lovren, is your back four centrally a stronger unit? The answer is probably yes. You know, and that, well, should, be, that should be probably the outcome of most people's minds, you know, when they're looking at it. If you're operating with four centre-backs in the quality of Gomez, Van Dijk, De Ligt and Maddox, you're sorted in every competition. So, yeah, you can, go, you can go into an FA Cup game and play Gomez and Maddox, and that's, that's a Premier League standard partnership. You're, you're going to have no problems no matter who you come up against. That's hmm. it. So, yeah. Okay. And you can rotate it any way you want. Yeah, I, no, you absolutely could. You absolutely could. But I think between us three here, I think the, the, the feeling would be that the lit probably won't happen. Would, would, would I would no. be right in saying that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, okay. Right, listen, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to kind of go through the team, as you see. I know we've started centre half. I want to drop back one uh, to the goalkeeper. Um, there's a lot of talk around, you know, there's been Adrian of West Ham, there's been Etridge of Cardiff, there's been Pepperina being mentioned. I've seen um, Buffon get a mention. All kind of free transfers. There was one more, was it? Was it Fabianski was mentioned? I could be wrong on that one, but there's, there's been a couple of names that have come up. And this is all with the presumption that Simon Mignolet will leave Liverpool in this, this summer. Um, I've, I have a bit of doubt over this now because of the way Mignolet held himself, carried himself for the entire season last season. I think he made one appearance and might have been in the League Cup against Chelsea. Um, but other than that, he was a great you know, supporter of Alisson. You've seen that on social media. You've yeah. seen it after games, before games. Alisson makes a point after the Champions League final of getting uh, Kevon Kelleher. Uh, Mignolet and um, the goalkeeping coach that we all think ruins every goalkeeper in the world. Um, I can't think of his name, it's gone out of my head. Akterberg. yeah, and he, he makes a point of getting them three with him and saluting to the crowd, you know, so there's a tightening unit there. Grace, firstly, one, do you think Mignolet leaves? And two, um, do we go for a Buffon or a Rainer or do we, do we, do we bring Kelleher in and say, no, you're a number two now? Mm. I, I think Mignolet goes. I, I get what you're saying in terms of he's being the ultimate professional and everything he's said and done is absolutely commendable, isn't it? The guy's an absolute legend. And, and let's not beat around the bush. We've we slaughtered him, but he's actually probably the best number two in the Premier League. I mean, I can't think of a, a number two as good as Mignolet if you think about it, right? Uh, I'll give you a Romero at United. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's much between them, you know. But, but you know, he's, he's a top class keeper, and as a, but, but, and and that's the reason why I think he goes because he actually genuinely feels he should be playing, and and good luck to him, and and I suppose he's one of our, when I when I say assets that we can get a decent fee for as well, um, I think he goes, and I do think we get a keeper because as far as I know, we've make been making inquiries on keepers. Now the questions. Arises, do we go for a young keeper or do we go for an experienced campaigner who's kind of happy to be number two? I think we go for the latter because of the confidence and and uh, we have in um, how do you pronounce his name? Is the uh, Keller? How do you pronounce uh, Keller? Kevin Kelleher. Kevin Kelleher, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, so we um, we rate him a lot. Apparently, the, the the staff apparently rate him a lot, and I think it's just a matter of time before he becomes like. Well, he at the moment he is he's not the official number two. Minley is number two, but it's just a matter of time before he you know becomes the official number two. So for that reason, I think we bring in a not not Buffon himself, but something someone like a 
an Adrian, Adrian or or an Etheridge, someone who's been around the block, who's 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 who's, who's played at sort of the Premier League level, and is kind of just happy to sort of, you know, for the final years of his of his of his sort of career, just to you know be part of the European Champions. Would it be, would it be would it be an issue, Chris, where you're trying to bring in a keeper? Um, you know, we say we get decent money from Inula and he goes. Kelleher to me looks like he's been, uh, you know, nearly groomed into this position where he's he's been he's learning from Allison every day. So it'll be about you know commanding a box, quick release, decent on the ball with his feet, and he's and he's being trained. And I think another year of that in the same position he's in now, where he's third choice but he's constantly with the squad, um, is really good for him. Do we need a sec? Do we need? I'll put this to you, Sean. Do we need a goalkeeper that if he comes in on a free transfer, of Mignolet is that he needs to be. He's not going to be Allison. Like, don't don't get me wrong. But he needs to be someone that's quite commanding, and you know, is is he's good, quick release. He's good with his feet. You know, he needs yeah. to have them sort of um, attributes, not to Allison's level, but somebody that would be similar in the, in the way he wants to do things. I think it's vital, Gav, to be honest with you. I think you have to bring in a second choice keeper that's going to stick with the same style of play. He's going to be, he's going to pass the ball back. He's going to be comfortable with taking a pass back from the likes of Van Dijk and Robertson and whoever else is going to be playing around him. You know, you've seen it with the likes of Mignolet and Carius in the past. It, it panicked whenever they got a back pass. It was just send the ball anywhere. You need to have someone who's calm, collective, and he can he can take the ball on and keep in the same style of play all the time. That's why I think Rayner is, is, is a no-brainer for us. He yeah. knows the club. He's, he's a great personality in the dressing room. And he's the right style of goalkeeper to bring in. Good at his feet. And like that, quick release as well for counter-attacks. It just, it's perfect. Yeah. And especially for the likes of Kevin Gallagher as well, to learn off both Alisson and Rayner, you won't get an education like that anywhere else as a goalkeeper. Yeah, if Reina was available, I think he'd be my show. I think he knows the club, he knows the city, he, but he'd be also coming in knowing that Alisson is the main man. Plus, he's there as yeah. cover, but he's there to he's there to he's there to show this younger keeper the the, the way to go and different things like that. Grizz, I think you're going to disagree. Walk away. No, yeah, I, I no, I agree with the sentiment side, and I agree. Oh, this is not a sentiment thing. I agree. No, I agree with the sort of he knows the club, etc., etc. I just think, I think we sometimes forget how poor a keeper Rayner was near the end of his career. He started making way too many mistakes. I get he's good on the Grizz, ball. Okay, go on. Grizz, Grizz, you could look at that though. You could look at that for De Gea as well. Players come to a cycle with teams as well, and sometimes they just lose interest. You have to look at the era he went through as well. It was absolutely rotten yeah, towards the end for Rayner. Yeah. You know, dressing room, everything was just. It was on its arse. Yeah, no, fair no enough. Point. You know, he, he went away to Napoli and, and he reinvented himself again and regained his reputation as one of the best around. But you see, like, let's be honest about it, lads. Like, if if we go through a decent cup run, FA Cup, League Cup, Reina will probably play a maximum of six or seven games. Because usually when you get near the final, you bring the big boys back in. That's usually what happens. For me, it's not a sentiment thing. It's It's a guy that Commands the area probably in a different way to Allison. He punches it a hell of a lot more. He's a good shot stopper. He likes to release the ball with his hands and his feet quite quick. And his distribution, excellent. He's the best Liverpool goalkeeper for distribution I've ever seen. Um, and until Allison, and I'd actually put him on a par still with Allison. Allison's been good distribution wise. He's made a few ricks, but 
He's a little, he's a little overrated with his feet, isn't he? He can be a be little honest. bit. Well, look, he's very, very good with his feet. I don't think he's that yeah. exceptional guy that they speak about. Like the guy at City is just outrageous with his feet. That's just the way it is. Oh. Um, but look, it, it looks. Would we all agree on this one? Because I, I want to come to some sort of conclusion and everything. Would we all agree that Mignolet will leave, and we will bring in a, probably an experienced goalkeeper on a year's contract to cover Allison? And help Kelleher on his route to, to being number two. Will we both agree, all agree on that? I think, I, I, think, I think that's the most likely outcome, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, Jesus, it's all very nice tonight, isn't it? I'll change that in about 10 minutes. No, 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 um, no, I'll change that in a few minutes. Grace, I'm looking at you. Um, but, right, let's move on. Left back. Um, uh, now, right, Andy Robertson. Um, had a small issue with a hamstring from what I can make out on Scotland duty. Woke up this morning, still felt it, decided no, wasn't going to play. Probably down to the tiredness of the whole season. It's catching up on him a little bit. Body's tightening up and needs a rest. I've seen a few people on Twitter saying he could miss the start of the season. His leg must be fucking hanging off if he's going to miss the start of the season. Just thank you know what I mean? um, But look, left-back cover is definitely one that they were looking at. Um, I don't know if, you know, is it a case of Gomez could go over there. Milner could do a little shift over there. They might not go for cover. Um, or is it a case of, no, we definitely need somebody there because although Moreno was there last season, he wasn't in one bit trusted. So, looking at left-back, lads, um, I don't know what names have come up. The one I've seen bandied about a little bit is Sesson, Jan, off Fulham. Um, but just looking at left-back, Sean, I'll come to you first. Any names you want to throw out there with regards to left-back cover? Or is it something that you could walk around within the squad as it stands now? No, I don't think he'd get away with it in the squad. Okay. I don't think, and at the end of the day, Milner is another year older. You know, it's for that level again. I don't think he's going be suitable to sit in there. Gomez can do a job. Ugh, he's not amazing though, is he? A left back. No. And um, you do, you do need someone. You, you need someone to come in, but who I don't know. Sessegnon is more of a left midfielder for me. He's a, he's a left midfielder in waiting. That's he's going to be converted into a left midfielder at some point. And. Um, I think I think the, the, the lad from Bristol, Lloyd Kelly, that ended up going to Bournemouth. I think he would have been a good one. Yeah, I've never seen him play. I'm not going to pretend to. I know Grace spends a lot of time in Bristol and watches them an awful lot, but I don't. Um, but he, for me, after seeing him, he was he was a big guy. I think he was six foot one, six foot two, was he? Um, strong, athletic, could play centre half as well. He, he looked he looked like a, a decent option, but he went to Bournemouth, and it was probably the right move for him. He wants to. He wants to progress in his career and actually play games rather than he could end up stagnating at Liverpool. Grizz, um, looking at this, this uh, Jamal Lewis is a name that's just popped up on my screen there. I think I've seen um, that was from uh, Liverpool to Chris. He throws that up there. Uh, Kevin Sullivan throws up Tierney. Um, but but you see the problem with I don't know Jamal Lewis. I don't even know who he is. He sounds like a sprinter that used to run the Olympics about twenty years ago. But Carl Lewis, Carl Lewis is half brother. But uh, the likes of Tierney, um, sorry, he's at Norwich apparently, this guy Lewis, but the likes of Tierney, Tierney's not going to come down from Celtic to be understudied to Andy Robertson. It's not as good as that. And he's better than Andy Robertson. And he's not as good as Andy Robertson. I was going to say, Gav, that's not, a bad joke. No, he's not. He's just, no, I'm, he's I'm not as good as that, Andy with, Robertson. I'm disappointed with uh, with you and Sean yeah? that you haven't seen my Twitter and you haven't um, read my tweet about Jamal Lewis. Have you not, but? Is is one is one of is one of our uh, the guys that we're looking at mm. for that left back role. Again, the left back role is 
in my opinion, I think it's a very similar to the goalkeeping scenario in terms of do we do we bring in a, a young left back who's going to sort of bide his time and sort of wait for Robbo to sort of get injured or retire is very unlikely. Um, someone like the name that you mentioned, Tierney, I think Tierney's a fucking quality left back, lads. I know he's not as good as Robbo, but I'm telling you, that guy's going to be a star. Um, this Jamal Lewis guy, from what I know, or what I've been told, is uh, very, very uh, highly thought of uh, within Liverpool. The only problem would be is Norwich have just uh, mm-hmm. come up. Uh, and he's... I mean, uh, Norwich is one of the few teams I haven't watched much Gav of. Yeah. Uh, no uh, hands up. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know much about Jamal Lewis, but according to uh, Twitter, I asked. I did ask the question, "What's he like?" And everyone said he's just perfect Liverpool fullback, which I assume means sort must of. Have been, must, have, must have been Norwich crazy jazz, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Tagged hashtag Norwich, <laughs> uh, but apparently. Apparently, he's, he's really good going forward, fast, athletic, you know, just the kind of fullbacks that Klopp likes. Um, as I said, the, the, the fee will be a problem because obviously we're, I, I th- again, just like the goalkeeper situation, I think we're really, really grooming Adam Lewis. Mm. Um, just about to ask about him, what's, what's happening yeah, with him at all? I mean, I, I, I think maybe a season away from actually sort of, sort of getting into the squad. Sort of He's highly rated, like isn't he? Very highly rated. Um, I, I actually think if we don't find, I don't think we're desperate for uh, a reserve left back. I think we will try to get one hundred percent. But if we if we can't get the right deal, then Klopp's the type of guy who's got huge balls and might even just promote Adam Lewis. I can see that happening. He could do. And then use and then use sort of Milner. I know, you know, he's another year older, but you know, maybe use Mil- again, like what you said, Gav, about the goalkeeper. Our reserve left back, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. If Robbo stays fit, we'll play what maximum ten games, maximum. Yes, but the thing season. is, Chris, the thing is, the maximum of ten games is a great point, right? And the same with Reina, but the Reina's quality is, is there. What, what I'm saying is, yeah, in, in order for a guy to play ten games. He can't just come in and be fucking, you know. He can't. He can't come in and be fucking John Joe Kenny or someone and sap that plays football. Do you know what I mean? He, the, the left back and right back positions for Liverpool are the two hardest positions on the pitch to play, in my opinion, because you have so much to do going attack wise, pressing, defending. You every asset, every facet of the game is covered as a left back and right back playing for Liverpool. The full backs themselves have come out and said. That's such a hard position to play. So it can't be just any bleeding jack the lad that goes in and says, oh, I'll go and play left back because Liverpool are deadly. It doesn't work like that. For me, I would, I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a case for Ryan Sessegnon, right? Now, I've seen Ryan Sessegnon play a dozen times. Tops. Tops. Right? What I will say for him is, he's the sort of player you can bring in and when you're winning a game 3-0, don't put him left back. Put him left side of midfield. And let him understand yeah. what Robertson is doing. And then when he's not playing, let him watch what Robertson is doing. And he can quickly become adapt in what, what's expected. A bit like Robertson had to do. When Robertson came in and didn't hit the ground running, was probably training great, but held back and made watch and made watch. Um, 
so for me Sessegnon at the right money would be a good deal A he's young he's quick he's played in the Premier League he's tore open the Championship as a forward kind of player he could come on as a backup some way down left hand side if it's attacking he could be something like that but all with it all with the view of if Robertson is stuck we have somebody in there I would make a bit I would make a I would make a case for I think Sessegnon. I think you made a very good case for him and I I kind of agree with you. Um, no, I kind of actually, unfortunately, fully agree with you. Yeah. Um, it's weird though, but because how put, we have. I'm just putting a mark in there so I can so I can record that. It's it's but it's weird though because um, the season that again very similar to so with Jamal Lewis link, you know the very season Fulham got promoted, we were very much in for him. But sort of, he had promised Fulham, the coach, the board, that he's going to give them one season. Now his stock is probably at its lowest now. We probably get him for a good deal as well right now. And, you know, he's a red also. Uh, his family are, you know, red. His dad's a red as well. So it, it, it makes sense because I actually agree with you in terms of the attacking side of him. You know, it sort of it suits our fullbacks uh, type of game. So, I, I don't know though. I mean, I, you know, there's no sort of noise about us going back in for him. I think it's kind of nailed on that he's going to Spurs. But you know, with Rose and who's yeah, the other Rose and Davies. Yeah, ben Davies. will he will he get game time there? There's a point. Oh, no, sorry, he's not playing left back, is he? He's playing left wing. So. Well, you see, he can play either, and I think his best position in the end will be left back because of the style of football that's being played nowadays. From yeah. me, Sessegnon would not make it as an attacker for Liverpool, but would most definitely make it as a left-back. That's just I, my opinion. Because I think he's very direct, he's very quick, but you look at the likes of Mane playing there. Now, I'm not comparing Mane to Sessegnon, but I am saying Mane has the intelligence. Plus, he's, Mane can hit off both feet if he needs to. Sessegnon is very much left-footed. Um, there's a point being made there that he is a Liverpool fan, but he, he wants to stay in London. Phil has made the point that uh, Sean looks like Sean, uh, looks like Damien Duff. You're way off, Phil. You're fucking way off. If if if, pe- if people are watching this and don't think that Sean doesn't look like Freddie Flintoff, there's something fucking seriously wrong with you. He's the absolute spirit of him. Now that was after that was after Freddie Flintoff gave up the drink and started running around places and doing really healthy stuff. Sean looks great, he does. Um, but that look left back. Would we all agree that somebody will be brought in and? It may be a cover thing, but they may splash a bit more, i.e. says, no, would you agree on that, Sean? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. look, you've made a good case for Sessignon as well, and I'd actually go along with it. It's the only thing, as I say, is I do think he's more attack-minded. His defensive ability just might be a little bit iffy for me. Yeah, that's why I said put him in, attack him wise, but let him play with Robertson, and let's see what, what goes on left-back-wise. And he learns that way. By not playing in the position, look, he, he probably would learn the position by watching it at the same time. Look, and at the end of the day, Virgil van Dijk was right hand side, so yeah, he won't be. You know what I mean? So, Grizz, yeah. Grizz, um, for you, left back, watch your show on it. Mm, what do you think? I think, you? I think, yeah, I think, I think again, uh, we bring in someone, but I think we bring in someone with the idea of sort of in the back of our head to promote Adam Lewis in a year or two. So I wouldn't be surprised if we bring in a more experienced uh, left back as opposed to a young one. More experience, similar to the goalkeeping situation. Okay, right. Let's move up the pitch. Um, we've done we've done defence, the centre halves. We've done goalkeepers. We've done left backs. Now it's into midfield. Um, 
the most intriguing bit of the summer for me in my um because as you look at it now you have Fabino, you've Henderson, you've Milner, you've Oxley Chamberlain, you've Keita, you've Wijnaldum. You could probably throw Shakiri in there, but he's probably more up front. You have mm. um what did I say Oxley Chamberlain, I might have said him, there's loads of them. And then you have Lalana as well. Um uh, one of the lads asked will Fernandez join we will get on to him he's probably going to come up in this bit now but lads um, I just want to go before we look at people that come in what would you like to do come in is there any of them midfielders Sean that you would consider letting go just right now today is there anybody you would consider letting go don't think about what you might do after is there anyone that you feel has ran his course at Liverpool and it might be a straightforward decision or is there a surprise one in there for you what way do you see it Lalana, straight out. Right, okay. Um, on the basis of he's just simply not fit, or on the basis his injury, of his in, no, his injury record is absolutely atrocious. You see, you see when he plays, he's he's not he's not a bad footballer, and he, he works well in a club system in terms of he'll he'll press like hell. Mm-hmm. But just his injury record, sure. I think he's been back, played what one half, and then he was gone again for. Three or four weeks. Yeah, there's a constant thing where it's announced just before the game that um, Adam Lallana suffered a slight knock. That was always the, yeah. the the thing. But is it, it, it for argument's sake, Sean? I'll put it to this way: Adam Lallana goes through the summer, trains, plays well, different things like that, and he's fully fit. If, and I guarantee that Adam Lallana will be fit for let's say thirty league games the next season. Would you keep him? Yeah. You keep him. Ability-wise, yeah. you will keep him. It's just a case of yeah. you can't get him on the pitch enough. Exactly. If I go back, I'm stepping back to the fence again. It's the same reason I get rid of Lovren. They're made of biscuits. There's just no point in having them. Mm. Lovren is... Um, you shouldn't start me on Lovren. I'm, I'm having major issues. <laughs> um, Ray Dickinson says Sky Sports are saying that Robbo could miss beginning of the season with a hamstring injury. Now, Ray, come on now. Don't be doing that. He's pulled his um, own hamstring and all his family's hamstrings at that case, so if you can't go for that. Uh, Ray doesn't believe Sky. I know Ray, and Ray doesn't believe Sky. Give it up, Dicko. Um, so you would take him ability-wise, it's just a case of not getting on the pitch. Yeah. Okay. Chris? I think Klopp would think the same as well, though, because you can tell he's 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 been in the Klopp side whenever he's been fit. Klopp has always picked him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know that. Um, and... He does try getting him on the pitch when he can, but getting him on the pitch seems to be the issue. Grace, for you, is there anybody in that midfield that right now today you would say you would, you know, let go and get whatever you can for them and walk away? Yeah, definitely, Lalana. Um, but I'd go, I'd go a little bit different to Sean in terms of even if you could guarantee me, uh, how many games was it? Whatever you said, forty, forty late games would be fit for. Yeah, I'd, I'd still sell him. Um, I think we've just. I just think we've gone up levels. I, I again, I don't think he's as bad as some people make out. I think he's a very technical footballer. I think he's got a lovely touch. Um, you know, he could do a decent job for someone like, you know, Southampton, which uh, a lot of noise. I think he could possibly end up back at Southampton. Okay. I know. I know he's come out with sort of you know um, I'm I'm going to stay and I'm very happy to stay. But I think if we get a decentish offer. I think I think we're likely to sell him. Did you mention uh, Gurich at all? Yeah, I've seen I've seen I've seen the comments come up there, and I know you've read them comments and decided to to throw Gurich in the mix. Um, I haven't mentioned him. Uh, Chris asks: no, Is Gurich 
is Grizz re- revealing a potential sign tonight? I'll push Grizz all the way at the end of this to, for any news he has. We're trying to give her opinions on this stuff, and then we will at the end. I will absolutely hammer Grizz for five, six, seven minutes until he starts crying and uh, pretends his internet is gone and just disappears. Uh, that's how we work. Is that right, Grizz? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, Grizz. Um, Grizz for me. I think. I think- it's a hard, it's a hard, no go on Grizz because you know what I'm very tr- I'm very thrown on Grizz which I really am come on let me let me know what you think a lot of people are a lot of people are because he's had a, a fantastic uh, loan with uh, her to Berlin and it's you know he seems to be um, he seems to be very very highly rated by a few teams in the Bundesliga <sighs> you know just just because of the sheer numbers. And no doubt, you know, you can't doubt the quality of our midfielder, regardless of what people think. Um, you know, this 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 midfielder has got us ninety-seven points and and won the Champions League. So let's not let's not fucking chat shit and say, oh, they're average because they're not average; they're above average. So take into consideration the numbers and and sort of the old ox is back and you know, like a new signing and Naby's gonna have a full season under him and no doubt we'll get better and better and flourish. Hendo's new sort of, not newfound old role, if you know what I mean. You know, um, Fabinho... 13-14 Hendo. Yeah, so, Gurich is a talent. Now, Gurich is again, just like um, in terms of his value, is probably at its peak right now. Um, You know, we would look for 25 to 30 million for him. Can we... Can we we can afford to turn it down? But would we? Is, does that make financial sense to sort of turn down thirty million for Gurich now when he's not getting into the team next year? We know that he's not going to get into the squad. So you see that we send him out on loan again and then wait for Milner to sort of have another year and sort of could probably Milner's last season, you know, realistically. So do we wait for another season and send him out on loan and then bring him back for? the following season where Milner's likely to be finished and then we've got a, a, a brilliant replacement in, in Grouch who can sort of, I know he's been talked of as a DM, but he's, he's quite an all-round midfielder. He's quite a, a box-to-box. He's got it, you know, he's got it all really. It's a tough one. Me personally, I think we get anything above 25 million, we sell him. Okay. Um, I think Lalana or not Lalana. I think Henderson moving forward up the pitch kills Grouch. <clears throat> I think Grewich would have been the likes a player that could come in there not as a number six but as one of those players that in a Wijnaldum or a, or a Henderson role as they're playing now more so Henderson where he's playing off that kind of right hand side and he's he's getting up the pitch and he's getting in the box and he's he's making his presence felt I think that's where Grewich could have been a player for Liverpool but I think Henderson moving in there now kills that I think we do take an offer for Grewich this season with a, with the usual buyback option and, and different bits and pieces Um. Right, we're not. Um, so Lalana is the one that that leaves. So that doesn't leave enough. If he, well, let's presume a Lalana leaves. Okay, that doesn't leave much scope for a midfielder coming in. So you have Curtis Jones coming through as well, though. Yeah, I I'm going to be honest, hand on heart, I don't see Curtis Jones making it as a Liverpool player. I'm being honest. I don't know what it is. I've Same. seen him. He looked good. I just don't see it. I don't think he has. I think he has the technical ability. I'm not sure if he has a tactically, or, but I could be wrong, and I don't think he has it physically either. But we we could be wrong. Uh, Barry Carr is saying counter midfielders were light. 
I don't know if I like Barry. Um, you know, uh, count them. Let's count them. Fabino is one. Henderson is two. Wijnaldum is three. Milner is four. Kate is five. Oxley Chamberlain is six. Lalana is seven. If he stays, so I was just about to say it probably leaves room for one in if Grewich doesn't come back and Lalana goes. If there's one in there, Grizz, you'd like to see. Is there anyone in particular you'd like to see come in? Because I think it's a very difficult position to fill for Liverpool the way we the way we play. I don't think we're in the market for a midfielder, Gav. So I genuinely think that. Um, Fernandez might as well bring it up now because we're talking about the midfield. Go ahead. Everyone's and, asking. Yeah, Fernandez, just according to what I know, and it's not gospel, obviously, as we all know, you know, shit happens, shit changes. But we, we've we watched Fernandez a lot, um, you know, and... I've never heard of Fernandez until I found out that we're interested in him. And then you know me, I've got that box that you get all the channels. So I started watching Fernandez for Sporting Lisbon quite a bit. Gav, hand on heart, Twitter loves him and they want him at all costs. And I've seen fans screaming and saying, pay whatever for him, you know, 60, 70 million. Bollocks. We're not paying 60, 70 million for a midfielder that's not guaranteed to start in our in our in our midfield those players that you've mentioned and it's not sentiment this is pure on the basis of their performances deserve another season you know battling for places I don't think our midfield is where we lack depth we might lack certain skills in that midfield okay not might we do right so we could look for a controller type a controlling type midfielder I mean as good as Fabinho is and you know, you know how much I rate him, right? As good as he is, he's not as a controller as such. He's more of a destroyer than a controller. But then, do we upset the, the sort of the setup of Klopp? Do we do we rejig tactically to sort of get in another controller, and then maybe have another sort of kind of you know revert to a four-two-three-one type formation that's, next that's, season? That's the show at the minute. A lot of players mm-hmm. being mentioned is that he will go a four-two-three-one. Yeah, I'm I mean, not, I'm not too sure. Well, he may be because we we can't underestimate Klopp and Pep Linders. You know, they they the transformation in from this year's uh, team in tactically to the previous was amazing, and we all predicted that we're going to be more pragmatic, we're going to be more controlling. So we can't say no, he won't change it again, rejig it again, and think right, there's something missing, and sort of go for that. But I just can't see us. Um, you know, as I said, we were linked with Fernandez. We've been scouting him heavily. I personally haven't heard nothing on Fernandez for the last month or so. So, you know, I, I don't know if that deal or that that sort of talks are progressing and and the info hasn't come out. I just think we're not targeting that area. It's not it's not priority. It's my opinion. Okay, um, Sean. Um Grizz is saying he hasn't heard anything on Fernandez. Twitter is alive. Twitter is alive with Fernandez. Um, I I made a point on a on a on a pod a while back that I don't think I touch a midfield. Um, I think we're okay now. Barry makes a decent point that we are light. Light, I'm not too sure on the way we play. Um, is there an argument for going for a Fernandez type? Or if Lalana goes, just putting more physicality in there. And let this midfield be what it is. It's a, an absolute physical machine. 
and what it does is it hits teams, it hits teams hard, it, it, it tries its best to smother teams. It can play football, there's no doubt about that, but it allows everything else around it to develop full-backs, forwards, you know, that kind of way. What way would you see it going in midfield? Well, I think the midfield and the, it was that horrible old cliche you now that uh, Naby Keita is going to be like a brand new sign in this season. So uh, that's where an, another thing where I don't see Klopp changing too much in midfield. Whereas you look, I think the midfield has transitioned completely as to what Klopp was even planning on it being this season. When you looked that we were in for Fekir, the deal was done. But I think Klopp changed his whole system in midfield that we were, we were looking for that attacking midfielder at first, but I think we stepped away from that altogether now. I think when you look at when you have Wijnaldum, Henderson and Fabinho were our strongest midfield three most points this season. There's no attacking midfielder in that. It was just all work, 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 and obviously little bits of play in between. But there was no real creativity as such in that midfield. And I don't think it's going to step away from that either because I think it worked very well for it. Yeah, you see, the thing is, I, I think Klopp looking at that midfield, and I think the way he's looked at the, at the Premier League in particular is you can be industrious in midfield, you can be physical, and if you can add a bit of football into that, a lot of Chamberlain and Fabinho to a certain point as well because he, he's quite good at he's quite good at being a defensive style midfielder but also being a good range of passers I think he's found Henderson's little groove there when Aldham is, is very good at protecting the ball and, and, and covering kind of the left hand side he's looked at it as more of a functional thing than, than a creative thing um, but I'd still go down the route of you know Kate is there and yeah great Kate could be that little you know, magician type player. Oxley Chamberlain runs in straight lines and runs hard. You know, they're all kind of different. I still think you go for somebody with a little bit of creativity, like this Fernandez guy they're speaking of. Again, hands up. I've probably seen him play twice. Um, he's a fantastic player. He's a fantastic player. If you can get player. him in, yeah. If you can get him in, you're. It's only going to improve us clearly. But you know, I. I don't know what to be high in on class priority list to be honest yeah. with uh, Stephen Stephen Hanley says walk 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 won't win your games we draw last season. That's what I'm trying to get at Stephen. You know we can do we can do so much but just to have that player that's that little bit more different doesn't always rely on pace has that little bit of creativity. I'm not saying a Coutinho um, because I thought Coutinho was better further up the pitch but just somebody that has that little little kind of like a David Silva type that just goes into areas and and keeps things ticking over when it needs to, but is able to hit a killer pass as well. You know, something like that. I still think you, you will look for something. But on the on the caveat the caveat that they it needs to be somebody that isn't considered as oh he's a great little player but he can also play up front. We don't need to mess with that. We if we're gonna go over a forward player, this guy plays forward. That's it. Uh Louis Boy says we lost one game and ninety seven points the midfield is fine. The midfield is fine, but I think one more player in there Put, you know, get you into get you probably not. I'm not saying more points because I don't think either team will get that amount of points next season. But we'll turn the odd draw into a win when needs be. Right, lads. Um, One you could put in for Gav just mm. quickly is James Madison. You could make a point for James Madison. The only thing is price wise. Yeah, well, that's been another name that's being mentioned. Um, I don't know if Leicester are going to willing to let him go after. Is a one season. No, I, think, I think that I think that ship sailed. Not in terms. Not only in terms of price, but in terms of quality, I, I I think he's a decent player, but I don't think, I think I I really think we've gone up levels, Sean. Honestly, I think we've gone above the levels of 
sort of your medicines and etc etc we you know as much as as much as you know we others don't like you know other clubs fans don't like saying it but we're, we're actually elite now mm. we're, we're in the brackets of your Barcelonas and your Madrids and we're shopping we're, we're shopping at the high end Madison's a good player he's a good young English player I just don't think he's for us yeah um, I'm not too sure I, don't, I think a year at Leicester he's done quite well I can't mm. see them wanting to especially with Rodgers trying to build a squad now unless Rodgers decides yeah. Madison isn't the man for me and decides to take a Forty or fifty million for him, and try build on that with something. You never know. Um, a few people here have mentioned Thielmans as well. Um, doing very well at Leicester. I think there's a deal in place for him to sign because they sent a player in the other direction, didn't they? I think his name might have been Lopez or something like that. He went back to, um, wherever he went, Monaco. Um, but lads, uh, we have to move on. We're, we're about fifty minutes in here. I think I'm yeah in around that. So another ten minutes or so forward players now the one we're going to touch on because it's been the strongest link all week is Nicolas Pepe am I saying that right Chris? yeah yeah you see I watch loads of French football or wherever wherever he plays wherever he plays yeah Germany <laughs> who'd you play for Lille? that's the one come on for did, did Joe Cole once play for him? what? Joe Cole used to play for them didn't he? that's the one yeah yeah, oh, yeah fucking on fire here right Listen, uh, this guy Pepe, um, it's being rumoured 80 million, it's 120, 30 grand a week. It's all sorts of numbers. Grace, I have to come to you first. Um, one, is this guy any good? And two, are we spending that amount of money on a player that is possibly seen as the fourth man in the front three, let's be honest? Oh, Gav, um, you can sort of... Uh Give me a shout out here. When did I mention Pepe to you? <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned your man I'm Pepe sorry. to me. I'm gonna say rough estimate probably five to six months ago. Right, so that's when I started I mean, you know, taking an interest because I knew we'd been scouting him and we and we're and we're wanting him. Right? The guy see, I've I've up to my sort of tits in reading that Oh, how can we spend 60, 70 million on on a player that's not guaranteed? We've got, you know, we're still talking like we're the old Liverpool where we can't have 50 million pound subs like Man City have, right? So they're bringing on the likes of Smares and Sane, and we're bringing on the likes of a washed up Sturridge. And sort of, I know Origi's done good for us, but, you know, we're not talking the levels of Mares and Sane as our subs, are we? And that's what we're working towards. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm adamant, I'm absolutely adamant that regardless of what we're being fed by the local media in terms of we're not going to, we're just looking for a tweaks, we will spend and, we'll, and, and the most likely area, and no, no, the area where we will spend heavy will be up front. When I say up front, a wide attacker, a flexible attacker that can play sort of all the positions. Pepe fits this mold. Pepe fits that sort of criteria. He mainly plays off the left. He's very much a right, uh, a left-footed Mane in terms of he's absolute strong as an ox, Gav. He's a fucking strong fella. He keeps the ball very close to his feet when he's traveling. He's got this sort of... He's got a, he's got a very... Uh, 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 what's the word? Like You know, like Mane's got sort of inconsistent touch. Where sometimes you think, fucking hell, man, he can't trouble, yeah. you know, can't trouble, you know, he's very much like that. But in terms of, but he's, he's, he's far more, 
uh, I think he's a better finisher than Mane. I know Mane's been brilliant this season, but I think he's actually a calmer finisher. Mane's got the more powerful strike. He's quick. He's direct. He wins a lot of, lot of fouls. Uh, you know, Trent would love that playing on the right. He's the right age. We definitely want him. Whether we get him, Gav, you know, that's up to sort of Edwards and the club to strike a deal with Lille. I think he would prefer us over the other named clubs. Um, you know, from what I know, he's not asked for time, but he's just waiting, biding his time because we haven't bid for him as 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 much as uh, as much as some people have said we've bid seventy million or whatever. We haven't. I think we fees are not a problem for us. I know a lot of journalists have come out and said, "Oh, we're not interested in seventy million players." We are. We fucking are. Because that's the level we're at now. We are looking to improve our squad and our attacking options. And I think Pepe, you know, some a, a, a Pepe uh, type signing is definitely, definitely uh, going to take place. Okay, um, Sean, I'll throw a few more at you that have been out there, and you can you can pick the one that you think might be most likely apart from Pepe if it, it doesn't happen. Um, Zayek, uh, Memphis Depay, Timo Werner. I'll give you them three. Pick whatever one you think would be most likely or the one you'd like to see most. You you can do what you fucking want, Sean. There's no rules. <laughs> I'd love to see the pie. So I think he'd be brilliant under Klopp. I think Klopp is the exact manager that fella needs. He needs that arm around the shoulder. That bit of love. Just tell him he's the best. Tell him he's exactly... He's everything he thinks he is in his own head. And tell him, put, tell him to channel it in the right way. I think he'll have a serious player there. And it helps that his best mate plays with this as well. So I think the pie would work well. Ziak would be excellent, but I just don't know if it's the work rate's there for him. Okay. Timo Werner, that, that, that's not going to happen. He's going to be Bayern Munich all day. Okay. So he is. Okay, so you're, you're, you're giving the pie the, the vote. I, I'm, I'm along similar lines with you when it comes to the pie. I think, um, I think Klopp is the man that could say to him, listen, you're very good. You could be great. He, he probably loves himself a bit too much, but Klopp will knock that out. You know what I mean? Klopp, Klopp hugs and stuff like that. I reckon Klopp will just give you a strainer if you don't. You know, if it's not, if it's not, yeah, not too much I meant to do. Right, lads. Before we finish, um, here we go. I'm gonna. All I want from you is name me one player Liverpool, in your opinion, will sign in the summer of 2019. We will be back with more of these shows over the following week. If a player signs, we'll be straight on to the stuff. Um, there's a lot more coming from us from July the 1st, just to let you know. But give me one give me one, uh, give me me one, one player you think will sign in the summer of 2019. Sean, I'll let you go first. I think it'll be Pepe. Definitely. I think it suits into everything Klopp was trying to do. You can even go for that, uh, for playing Salah as the nine again and bringing him in on the right side himself and putting Bobby back in as the number 10 okay. for that 4 2 3 1. Okay. Uh, Chris, give me one play you believe Liverpool would sign in the summer of 2019. Yeah, I think uh, I'd say at this stage, I certainly think it's the most advanced. Um, I think Pepe. Okay. Cool. I'm going to go with Ryan Sessignon. Um just because. I made a big point about my cancer can't not do it now. Right, lads, that's been us. We have been on for fifty-four minutes. I think we've taken enough people's enough time. Enough of people's time, sorry. Um as I said, we're gonna keep this transfer stuff going throughout the summer. 
So there's a lot of stuff starting with us on the 1st of July. You'll see that. Check out our website, lfcdt.com, for articles and bits and pieces going on there. Um, the club will be back in early July. Uh, the cup table will probably be back for the Premier League, but we'll try to get them boys to do a few bits during the summer. The Fatback 4 will run through the summer with regards to transfers and bits and pieces. And as I said, from the 1st of July, we'll have a lot more content. Thanks for joining us on Periscope. Thanks for joining us on YouTube. If you've downloaded it, you'll listen to us. It's not live, but you will be listening to me right now. Thanks for listening. Uh, keep up the support of us all. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Summer's coming, Washington, D.C., and so are pesky mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin your backyard fun. Call your local True Green experts for True Green Mosquito Defense. This science-based treatment will help control mosquitoes in your yard within 24 hours and keep your family and pets comfortable all season long. Save 50% on your first mosquito service by visiting TrueGreen.com summer or call 877-629-0092. Say goodbye to mosquitoes and hello to the perfect outdoor space for summer. Call True Green today. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or calls.com for details. Sports Social Podcast Network.